Welcome to Global Outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. We have with us again today our beloved Pastor Mark Bristow, who has been teaching us about walking in the anointing, and we're just going to carry on with some more of that good teaching. Yes, amen. Glad to be here. It's really a great honor to be in the presence of someone who has worked in the healing ministry with some of the greats, whether it was a learning as a keyboard player and then just learning to walk in the presence of God. And even as a young age, I remember even when I was young, I grew up seeing all kinds of miracles and things in Oral Roberts, Morris Sorello, oh, and yeah. wow. T.L. Osborne. And, and any tent meeting came to Chicago, we were in it. Wow. <laughs> so I grew up watching many miracles in that. And but it's not often you get to sit in the presence of someone that, where the Holy Spirit works that way, and it has worked with many that have worked that way. And so we're just excited to be able to have Pastor Mark here. <laughs> and not just to be together, but we're friends. Yes. yes. You know, Amen. we've yeah. traveled in yeah. the, in the yeah. nations together and, and worked together in meetings and watched the Holy Spirit do lots of wonderful things. And it's always great to be together. And, and you know, you've gotten close enough to us that we put you on our board of directors, and that's uh, that's just... <laughs> That's just huge, you know. We we are I'm honored. we're we're blessed. We're very blessed to be able to walk in relationship. And you know, I believe that these relationships that God puts together on this earth are meant to be for eternity. Oh yes, mm-hmm. we're, absolutely. You know, all all that we're doing here on earth is boot camp for what we're going to be doing for eternity. This is uh, this yeah. isn't. It's not about. Uh, you live your life on earth, and then whatever you've earned, you get to enjoy for the sweet by and by. <laughs> uh, this is this is learning. This is boot camp. This is training yeah. because there's uh, there's stuff to do for eternity. Yeah, there, there's no a wall in the kingdom of oh, God. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. that's right. That's right. No. So last time you were teaching us, and uh, that's one of the things that we love about what God has given us for this ministry of global outpouring, is that we are believing God and contending in intercession for the global outpouring. We're equipping for the global outpouring, and we're we're determined to participate and engage wherever the Holy Spirit is moving. And so you've had all of the above— and you do all of the above. And I just appreciate the skill that God has given you in making things understandable about how the spirit realm works and how, how it feels and how, what, what it sounds like in your spirit and so on. So you were, you were talking about uh, the things that create the atmosphere where the yeah. Holy Spirit can work. Yeah. One of the things that you mentioned was praise yes. and worship. And, and we've seen that together oh, because, yes. uh, you know, you're not only the, the healing evangelist, you're also a musician and you have a sense of the presence of God and how how his presence moves in worship and in praise. Um, Would you elaborate a little bit more on that one? I think that's an important place. Yeah, well, let me tell you how that came to be. You know, I was a little, and and God bless the Baptist. I love Baptist. I wouldn't be saved without them, okay? I grew up in a little Baptist church. God bless them. I have many friends. And I, I was hungry for more. Long story short, there was a great healing evangelist of yesterday. Her name was Catherine Kuhlman. And we ended up in one of her meetings. Too long a story to tell now. But she had musicians Mm -hmm. that knew how to follow 
Yes. It's like they were playing music to the emotion. And the, the Bible speaks of the Holy Spirit as person. You know, the scripture says in the book of Acts, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. Paul says, grieve not the Holy Spirit. So he can be pleased, he can be grieved. You see, if you study scripture, a whole range of emotion ascribed to the Spirit of God. He's not a thing. He is an, a living. He's the Spirit, just like your Spirit is you. Well, the Holy Spirit is God. And it's like the musicians could feel the emotion of the Holy Spirit, and they played that, and it made you feel. Yes. That emotion of the wow. spirit. Yes. Uh, Catherine had an organist. His name was Charles Beebe. Just an incredibly gifted man. I never met him. I knew some of her other staff, but he had passed on before I came close to them. And it's like he could literally sense that and translate it into music. And I can play both by ear and by music. So I, was, I could tell what he was doing and the, the chords and the things he was using. And so I began to see in services when the Spirit of God would move, if I could feel that uh -huh. and begin to learn to respond, my chord structures were maybe a little different in his. I'm talking about just playing almost on the spot composed music yes. or maybe taking an old hymn or something in that day is what we used and modifying it a mm -hmm. bit to create that sense of tension or that sense of excitement or that sense of holiness, uh, that sense of reverence. And I began to listen. I had another friend that played for uh, another uh, great evangelist. Nobody would know the name, so won't bother. But he could do that. There used to be a wonderful woman that prayed for the sick. She's a Methodist lady. Her name was Vicki Jamison Peterson. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She had a pianist that worked with her, Sharon. And I got to play alongside them a few times. And Sharon had that gift of following the Holy Spirit and just taking the music. And, and it's almost like they could sense what the Holy Spirit wanted to convey mm -hmm. to the audience. And if you understand body, soul, and spirit, I won't go into a lot of that. But, you know, our flesh, it responds to, to praise and to jumping and clapping and dancing and those things that are all in Scripture. And then our, our soul responds to the emotion. And if you can bring people in those realms kind of right up to the edge of where the Spirit of God is, then they begin to become one. Hmm. And uh, Sharon could do that. And I began, every time I could see somebody, whether it's on guitar, piano, or I play piano, anything with keys on it, I can play it. Not so much on guitar. You can go out and drink a Coke while I change chords. <laughs> and... Uh, huh. <laughs> I've tried, but it didn't work. But it doesn't matter the instrument. Yeah. If someone can feel that and they know music well enough, then they can begin to sense and and uh, you create. We see it all the times in movies. The orchestration is written. If you if you turn down the sound on a scary movie or you turn down the sound on a love movie, all the emotion goes out of it. Yeah, that's it's true. It's just pictures on the screen. <laughs> well, the Holy Spirit can work that way. And and that's really, I began to, to learn that. And then God began to draw me. I could name some, but of course, Claren is our dear friend, Claren McQueen. And Claren has that. Yes, he does. Ability. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, you two have that ability with the guitars and your voices. I've been playing long enough that I can play both by ears, I said, and, and music. 
I can actually see a score if it's simple enough in my head when I hear somebody else play. I can see the music written out. I know what they're doing. And I watch and I learn when someone else plays or ministers, like Claren. And he, he, he can sense that move of the Spirit. And he, he can move and create that mood, if you want to say it that way, that the Holy Spirit has. You know, Miss Kuhlman, her organist, Charlie, he played totally by ear. He, he couldn't read a lick of music. But his, he had perfect pitch. He could tune a piano without a tuning fork. Wow. To concert. And, I mean, he used to, she used to have Dino, the concert pianist, and other great artists with her. And, and he would tune for those, those ones, you know. I mean, he was, he was superb. But his chord structures, for you musicians, were very different because he didn't learn from all the music we learned. And he heard different things. <laughs> and it gave her meetings kind of an ethereal sense to it because he would accompany what he was feeling from the Spirit of God, and it would be the mood of the service. And see, you're bringing people who can't sense the Spirit. Some people haven't moved into His presence. They're brand new in these things. And you're bringing them into one heart and one accord. Yes. And it's when you come in that place in the book of Acts, in Acts 2 and Acts 4, where the Spirit of God, one heart, one mind, as we mentioned in the other broadcast. When they come together, that is an amazing moment because you're literally creating the atmosphere of heaven right here where we are. True. We begin to praise and worship. You know, we, we love in the meetings to have uh, the, the ones dancing and with the banners. Why? Because the scripture talks about in the book of Revelation, in the book of Ezekiel, all of that's going on in heaven. They're before the throne doing those things. I mean, we're doing it with beautiful pieces of cloth and, you know, dancers that can twirl and do all that. Well, I don't think they have to have all that in heaven. I mean, they as they you probably may, have it. You, you may have said the other day, maybe they just wave their hand and all the colors yeah, of the yeah. rainbow <laughs> appear. They don't have to have all the cloths and the other things. Yeah. But we're working to create an atmosphere where he wants to dwell. Yes. You know, is it Psalm... 22, I always get it wrong. Is it Psalm 22 where one of the versions, I think it says, he dwells in the praises of Zion, some say of Israel. Mm -hmm. uh, we might say dwells in the praises of his people. Well, when you begin to create a place where he wants to be, you know, what did Jesus say? You know, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He starts out with praise. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yes. Mm -hmm. When you and I begin to create the place the Lord wants, that's what the temple was, the tabernacle. They created the place that was the throne of God mm -hmm. on this earth. And when he was pleased with their offering of the sacrifices that he had asked for, what happened? His fire fell. Yes. The glory mm -hmm. of the Lord yeah. fell. The cloud came. Well, Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together, there am I. He says in the book of Revelation that we become pillars in the temple. When they were talking about when the Gentiles came in, and what is it, Acts 15 or 16 there, and the church is trying to figure out what to do with them. <laughs> After Acts 10, you know, these Gentiles, what do we do with these things? And uh, me, you know, that's I'm a Gentile, redneck probably. So... Uh, <laughs> 
who's been grafted in to uh, the things of God in Israel. But um, they're trying to figure out what to do. And James quotes a scripture out of Amos. And he says, this is what the Lord said, that we're setting up the tabernacle of David. Now, that wasn't the old tabernacle at Shiloh. That was when David moved the ark to Jerusalem in anticipation that they were going to build the temple, but the, the sacrificial things were still up in Shiloh. But at that tent, he had praise. I've read somewhere in one of the old theology books that studied the Mishnah and the various things of Israel, there were as many as 2,500 praisers that sang in rotation, like we, you know, around the clock, somebody takes this hour and that hour. 24 hours a day. In fact, at one point, when they get up to the temple, there's, what, 4,000 of them? I think Mm. Solomon has. Somebody's sat down with the old numbers and calculated what they've got there. But this went on. What was it? I forgot now. At one time, I didn't know 10, 15, 20 years, whatever it is, before Solomon actually builds the temple. Well, it was during that praise, you understand. This is, in fact, they think they know today where it's set in the old city of David. They think they know exactly the spot. And this went on 24 hours a day. Well, it was during that time that Israel occupied all of the promise. That's when it began without war Mm. from the Mediterranean to the uh, Euphrates River and from the cedars of Lebanon all the way down to the Sinai. And that's when Israel began to occupy in peace the land. Of course, it carried over into Solomon's time. But do you see what praise does? Do you see what worship does? Hmm. We're not talking about just Israel here. We're talking about my life and your life to come into the promises of God. So you begin to create that atmosphere in you and around you that he wants to dwell in. My goodness, Mm. I'll never forget seeing a person who had no knowledge of God, no knowledge. They thought we were praying for the sick and they thought maybe we were psychic or something, you know, they they, did, very sick, very sick young lady had children to raise and was was dying with some bacterial things that had gotten into her system, the doctors, in, in, into her spine. When Jesus came into her heart, I'll never, as long as I live, forget the look on her face. Hmm. That this God of heaven, of the universe, would come and dwell. He's hmm. so holy, and I'm so unholy. And he would, I mean, she said this, she voiced it. He would come and dwell She was laughing. She was crying. She was shaking. She was jumping up and down with joy. All of this at the same time. I'll never forget it long as I live. We were actually over in the old Christchurch in Jerusalem when it happened. Wow. I'll never forget that. See, the God of heaven wants to dwell in you. Yes. We used to do an old song. I used to have a radio broadcast for years on a certain station in West Texas. And our theme song for many years was an old song that says, How big is God? How big, how wide his vast domain. Hmm. To try to tell this tongue can only start. He's big enough to rule his mighty universe, yet small enough to live within my heart. Beautiful. Hmm. See, he wants to come and live within you and me. That's what this is about. And then he empowers us to bring his love and power. See, that's what healing is about. That's what the move of the Spirit is about. It's not a power show. It's the love of God. Yes. When people are hurting, when people are in need. We were in one of the colleges 
we we have friends that minister in the college setting, both Ivy League and others, and we've been privileged to be alongside them. Uh, Sharon and Philip know them well, and they've been in part of this. But we had we had had a service where a woman who was a um, in in the school office and a teacher, she was a music teacher in in the school offices as well. She had been partially paralyzed by a stroke some eight years before. Long story short, the power of God came into the meeting and healed her right in front of the president of the college, right in front of preachers who are, love God, but they didn't know God could still do these things today. And they stood with their head in their hands, sobbing and weeping. She had lost her voice and she's a singer. She'd lost it from the stroke. Claren was playing some beautiful song and she grabs the microphone as God is healing her. It happens in this moment, you see. And she grabs the microphone out of my hand and she begins to sing. <laughs> wow. I love it. Well, hmm. at the end of the service, a young lady came up to Clarence's wife, Nancy. Nancy's at the harp and she's a beautiful harpist. And the girl came up to Nancy. Nancy's lovely. And she's crying. And Nancy called me over and, 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 and the girl said to me, this healing, this, why would God do this? For? And she's sobbing. Why would God do this for us? And I said, honey, because he loves us. And you could see the wheels turning in her head, you know. <laughs> uh, he loves me? Well, in moments, she's received Jesus. And before anybody can say anything about being filled with the Spirit, she begins to kind of sing out in this beautiful, soft, heavenly language as the <laughs> Holy Spirit filled her. I love it. <laughs> but I'll never forget her looking at me and saying, you mean this is real? Yeah. God really does these things yeah. today? Because yeah. she's just seen these miracles and she knows the people, you see, right in front of her. And it was just too, you know, too much. But the realization that the Lord loved her mm. and loved these people, you see, that's what it is about this. God wants to pour his, what does it say? God so loved the world. The world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yeah. See, that's what it's about. And he shows his power. He, see, love is something you do. He loved, he gave, he still gives. He still gives. He wanted healing so much he let Jesus be beaten. Jesus offered himself to be beaten. Beaten, you know, you've seen those movies where they portray the beating. Dear God, I cried until my eyes were shut. And the word says it's worse than what we saw in the movie. Mm -hmm. And he did that for our healing. Right. See, it's not just a power show. It's to show his love for you. I was preaching in a Muslim city in uh, the Middle East, large church. And uh, many, many Muslims were present. And a uh, Muslim cleric from the local university, very prominent, was there. I didn't know this till later. And I made the statement out of Mark chapter 3. Jesus heals a man with a withered hand in that chapter. And I made the statement, Jesus called the man out. That means he saw him. He sees you. Right now, you're listening to this. He sees you. There may be many listening. He's not looking at the many. He's looking at you. He sees you. When I said that, this Muslim cleric began to sob like a baby. Now, I don't see any of this. I'm told about it. And he went to a lady there that he knew from the college. And he said, her name was Sophia. He said, Sophia. And he's sobbing like a baby. What is this? She said, it's the Holy Spirit. Mm. It's the, well, see, he's never known anything like that. Mm. Because in what he's taught, you know, the God that he's been taught about doesn't want anything to do with us hardly. Right. 
And now suddenly God sees him, loves him, wants to touch him. Well, we had a Muslim cleric come to know. See, he, when Jesus touched him, he found out Jesus is a whole lot more than the prophet that he knew. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Lord wrapped his love around him. That's what it's about. See, when he touches you, oh my, he's got you. That's what he wants to do today. Some of you are in need. Some of you need his touch. He wants to touch you today. Father, by your spirit, no time or distance. Jesus, you sent the word and healed people. Yes. So yeah. do it again today as we yes. speak your word. And faith rises in hearts. Let your power flow forth. Lord, some want to be used of you. They listen. We have musicians listening today. And they hear what we're talking about. And they say, oh, God, I want to be used like that. I want to see you use me to bring your presence and bring people into your presence. See, that's what it's all about. Father, you're going to put your spirit upon them. Yes. And yes, like, uh, oh, who is the guy? Is it Bezalel who had the skills with yes. the tabernacle? Mm -hmm. And yet the spirit of God came on him and suddenly he was able to do extraordinary things that he couldn't have done before. See, the spirit of God's going to come on you and your musicianship's going to go through the roof. Your ability yes. is going to go through the roof. <laughs> yes. See, the spirit of God is going to bring an excellence to you that you've never had and an ability that you've never had to begin to move with his spirit and flow, we would say, with his spirit, with the spirit of the living God, the Holy Spirit. And, mm -hmm. and you're going to see God touch people. Oh, goodness. We, we were in a meeting, and it's, I'll make this quick because we're at the end. Uh, we were in a meeting in, in uh, Argentina, and uh, the beautiful violinists, Maurice Scalar and Claren and Nancy and the harp and the piano, and they just began to play this beautiful, and the Spirit of God fell on the audience, and people began to be healed and come up out of wheelchairs, and a little blind boy was healed. And all kinds of, well, God's going to do that with some of you. You're so hungry mm -hmm. for his presence. Mm -hmm. See, you seek him. You love him. And then he loves you and he wants to come and dwell with you and move and use you. We become his hands. We become his lips. That's what he wants to do. You're going to see the glory of God take hold. I, there's a guitar player listening to me. I'm well aware of that. Uh, that you, you're just so hungry to be able to do things you're hearing. God's going to give you that ability. Now you practice and rehearse, but God's going to give you that ability. There are pianists and other singers and so on listening. God's going to give you that ability. And Lord, there are those who have needs. Touch them. Yes. Father, yes, just Father. by your spirit, let right now the power of God go through them. Yes, Father. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. They feel your presence. Mm. Father, bring healing. Father, there's a person listening. Their life has been so upended, they don't know what to do. God, not just the physical, but heal the inside. In the name mm. of Jesus. Thank you. You died for the whole man. You suffered for the whole man, body, soul, and spirit. There was chastisement so we could have peace. Yes. Father, let that peace now settle because one listening has terrible anxiety attacks. Let peace come. Let peace come in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for changing lives. Thank you, Lord, as we continue to look to you, we continue to look to your heart. We want to know your heart as you begin to pour out your spirit in this powerful global way, Lord. Thank you. Thank so you. Man. Thank you. Thank you. Your word says in everything, give thanks for this is the will yes. of God in thank Christ you, Jesus Lord. concerning you. And Lord, we want to stay in your will by giving thanks. Thank you, Father. 
we bless you and we bless Pastor Mark and we bless those that are listening to receive continuously from that mighty flowing fountain of your outpouring in these days. In Jesus' name. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the good news of God's global outpouring. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, connect with us, get a link to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. You can browse our online bookstore for amazing anointed material. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence. Thank you.